0: Top of the day to you my audi folks it's me aliza your host from the remote welcome to my podcast dreams and doubts i am so glad you tuned in because this podcast is for dreamers and believers like you but before we dive in let's make sure that we're all set to open our hearts to each other and figure things out together you can connect with me via linkedin and also check out my blog on Medium. I post some really informative pieces of content there. Enough of talking, let's get the ball rolling. So today I'll talk about optimism with you guys. Um, Not really looking at the glass half-filled kind examples, But um, we'll try and look at like really good stuff that's basically helping you add that oomph factor to you. So like you gotta be um, very rigid and flexible from within to sort of emanate that uh, positivity. Only then you can add that kind of a crazy oomph factor to you. I think that was the speech of a lifetime. What do you think? Aren't you all pumped up after that optimistic speech? <laughs> okay, honestly speaking, did that make any sense to you? What went wrong? The fillers, the pauses, the repetitions. According to me, all of the said. Effective communication stands on four basic pillars. Research, relatability, captivity, and consistency. I'm not going to deliver any lecture on English grammar and comprehension here, but I just want to pick up the last two pillars today. In the arena of social media rage and now that one-on-one conversations have almost raised down, SMS lingos have become the second language of the teen town. I personally make sure that my verbal communications are not dominated by any such non-existential acronyms. Also because I don't know any, but anyways, it is said that everything you say can't be written down as it is. And similarly, everything you write can't be said out as it is. There are some key points that rule this kind of a conversion. I am aware of it can't become IKR in professional interviews. Talk to you later isn't TTYL in online networking space. The world will require you to stick to the Oxford dictionary while you're communicating believe me i thought lmao was a famous company until i googled to check it was laughing my ass off i personally don't find it cool and crisp at all since that's the popular argument because i'd rather type g o o d n i g h t than put a thousand dots and a ten thousand emojis after i write gn isn't it too dysfunctional with just a limited scope, that's just Instagram? And then if you only know OP stuff, cool AF, etc., you miss out on the actual content. And this introduces the ums and ahs and really, like sort ofs and fillers like that in your speech, which breaks the whole continuity and flow of thoughts not just for you, but also for the listener. Consumation of more and more highlight and real-type content has hampered our productivity and the ability to focus on minute details. Though digital content gives it all to you in a flash, but at the end of the day, even writers have to speak. They have to speak out and make known their opinions through delivery. I'm also not persuading you to be a walking dictionary, that is also calling forth a limited digestion. I just mean to say that this pomp and garnish is required only when your content is hollow. All of this won't be worth it when your expression starts speaking. Let's work on that. Thank you so much for plugging into to this episode of Dreams and Doubts. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did bringing it to you. If yes, then make sure you're subscribed to our show and give it a 5 star rating. If you have questions or feedback, you can always leave a comment below. And wait, you can also download this episode and listen to it on the go. Oh, okay. That's enough of the information. See you next Sunday. Cheerio.